Hi, hello, how are you, sunshine? Welcome to the Waves of Joy podcast. My name is Shauna Diddle. I am a small town girl from upstate New York. I'm a diagnostic medical sonographer, a certified personal trainer, digestive health specialist, six-figure entrepreneur, future functional medicine doctor, and conscious joy spreader. I am obsessed with helping you navigate the undercurrents of life. The time we spend together will teach you how to live simply, leave the mundane, travel the world, demystify happiness, and radiate joy. So get ready to massively uplevel your life starting today. Most people confuse having a migraine or a headache as pain generated inside their brains. How often have we said something like, I had a migraine so bad I thought my head was going to split in half? Expressing it that way is more literal than we realize. It is in fact our heads that hurt, not our brains. Brain Food by Lisa McConey Have you ever had a headache? Have you ever had a migraine? What type of headache have you had? Hormonal? Cluster? Tension? Do you know the difference? Do you know how to treat them? Do you know natural ways? Do you know just pharmaceuticals? You guys know that this podcast is all about what's going on in my life typically and how maybe I can help you. So maybe you don't suffer with migraines or headaches, but maybe you know somebody who does. And if you do, you know that it puts them down and out, all depending on what type they have, how often they get them and so on. So I listened to a really amazing podcast called How to Stop Headaches, uh, Huberman Lab. If you are interested in it, it's like a two-hour podcast. It's amazing. And I just want to go back and listen to it again to take more notes. But also through reading books and my own studies through school, I've found headaches come in all shapes and sizes and what they are and and how to stop them is a lot more complex yet simple at the same time. And I just wanted to share some things that I learned along the way with you guys in hopes of nobody having to deal with this. Because personally, I get migraines and I get them behind my eyes and they alternate. They can be combined with something hormonal, like if it's that time of the month, or they can just be out of nowhere. Like I don't get the aura. If you've ever heard of an aura uh, where you kind of can feel it coming on, no, it just happens. Like for me, I just, there's no heads up. I wake up with them. It's crazy. And so I found it interesting when we say like our, my head hurts, literally it is your head that's hurting and not your brain. And it's called, you know, it's, it's brain pain. I guess you could say it's not really brain pain because there's no pain sensors in your brain. So actually, if someone were to touch your brain, you wouldn't feel a thing, which is why they can do brain surgery without like actually putting you under, which is insane. The patient can stay awake during brain surgery. So if you're like, my brain has no pain sensors, why do I get these awful headaches? Well, it's your head that's actually hurting. And this happens because of the tension maybe in our necks, right? The muscles in our neck and shoulders, not the brain, they stay partially contracted for a period of time, maybe after several hours in front of a computer, we're all guilty of this. And it can radiate to muscles of the face. If you've ever heard of trigeminal neuralgia, my mom suffers with this. My mom also suffers from really bad migraines. So growing up, I just remember she would have to lay in a dark room for a long, long time, no lights. She couldn't even, like she'd be throwing up sometimes. It was really, really bad. And to be honest with you, 
prior to an injury that I had at work in January, I would get the occasional headaches, but now I get regular migraines and they put me down and out for like six hours. So the next time you have a headache, take a good stretch. Realize that maybe you just need to walk away from your computer. Maybe it's, you know, you're not managing your stress well and it's just compounding in your neck and shoulders. So your brain is important, right? We talk about how to fuel your brain, foods you need to eat. I love I love talking about foods and how to fuel different parts of your body because I think it's just so applicable. I also heard in another podcast and, and it stuck with me forever, it was just like walnuts. They're good for your brain because when you look at a walnut, doesn't it kind of look like a brain? And I was like, oh my God, now every time I look at a walnut, I see a brain. Um, and then there's bacon. You're like, Shauna, how's bacon good for my brain? It's not. That's why we're going to talk about it. Did you know just six slices of bacon contains 25 grams of saturated fat? So if you cut bacon down just from six slices to three, it can actually cut your risk for dementia in four. We're having so many things, and I'm using air quotes, so many diseases pop up regarding our brains, and it's because of what we're eating or what we're not eating right? So there's different types of fats. There's not just one type of fat. You've heard that avocados are good for you and olive oil and nuts and seeds. And then they tell you to get rid of the bacon. Well, there's reason behind that. And we have this epidemic of heart disease and type two diabetes and dementia, and we're not losing our minds. We're literally not fueling our brains. So our heads are hurting. Our brains are starving for nutrients. And it's showing up in different ways. You know, I I like bacon. I haven't had bacon in a long time, but I used to eat it almost every day. Every day. Okay, so I'm not going to make this podcast about bacon or about what you should and shouldn't eat because you can look up a lot on that. But I'm telling you, even though your brain doesn't have pain receptors and it doesn't talk back to you all the time, maybe like your gut does, you still need to take care of it. Okay, trust me on this one. So headaches are something that are actually pretty common and you'll meet very few people that have never had a headache and others that get them all the time. And what I didn't really take into consideration was the types of headaches. So migraines, tension, cluster headaches, hormonal headaches, and you may see people just put on a prescription for these, especially if you get migraines uh, or over-the-counter drugs, but there's also some natural treatments. And The best thing about natural treatments is the decrease in side effects or no side effects, I should say. So think about that the next time you reach for a drug, because I have to tell you the first thing that I think about when I get a headache is grabbing Excedrin. Now, after my emergency surgery two months ago with my, uh, with my cyst that ruptured and hit a blood vessel and all the blood loss and all that stuff, I had an eight day migraine, eight day migraine. I couldn't even open my eyes. It was so bad. In the morning I woke up that it was gone. I was just like, there is, there is, there is God. There is the universe. There is a force so much more powerful than me. Like, thank you so much because I didn't want to be here. I was just like, this is like no way to live my life. And I hate that for me and I hate that for you. And so I get it. And that's an extreme situation, but I wanted to reach for the Excedrin bottle and I did have to take a little bit to, for pain, I did have to take some ibuprofen because of the surgery, but for my headache, you guys, I was literally had an ice pack on my head. I was lathered in peppermint oil. Like you couldn't even come near me. I smelled so much like a bottle of peppermint oil. My eyes were just watering 
And I remember one of the medical assistants in the hospital saying, I was like putting my face like in a, a bowl of peppermint oil. She's like, you're crazy. That's the craziest thing I've ever seen anybody do. And I was like, you don't understand. It will work. This is going to work. That was some deep breathing, meditation, all the things. It compounds. These small little things that you think are doing nothing in your life, they're massive. And I promise you, I promise you they're worth it. They're worth the five minutes of alone time for meditation or the time in nature, whatever that looks like for you. Okay. So having a headache differential, like knowing the difference between the headaches is important because they're not all treated the same. So how many of us have heard of a tension headache? Now, do we know what that means? By definition, it's caused by constriction of muscles around the skull and the neck. So you might have like a band like a band like like a bilateral achy tight or dull around your head like right where you would put a headband on your head. So tension kind of wraps like a headband. And it's tip it's typically cuz your muscles are, are are tight and tender. Um but usually no neurological symptoms and how long it lasts can be a little bit variable. But what happens is there's vasodilation. So your blood vessels are dilated, your arteries are widened, and this can cause pressure between the brain and the skull leading to the headache. Okay. So tension headaches and headaches caused by vasodilation, large blood vessels getting bigger are different and they require different treatments. Typically you hear NSAIDs, uh, Tylenol, ibuprofen, but again, keep listening because there's other types of headaches and other types of remedies. And this is often seen more in women than men without any genetic predisposition. This just happens. Tight muscles. So go get a massage. Okay. Another type of headache is a migraine. Now a migraine is something that I personally suffer with, like I mentioned to you before, and I'm very open about it. They're more common in females and males. And they're recurrent and they can be literally debilitating, you guys. They are debilitating. It's They have a deep neural origin, deep in your brain. And typically you have the vasodilation. Again, you have the dilation of the blood vessels, but you also have photophobia, meaning you can't look at, at anything like screens, pictures, anything, light, nothing. The, the photophobia, you know, a phobia to light uh, and an aura, which I don't get the aura. So that's where my doctors think that my migraines have come from my neck injury at work. Treatments vary. A lot of people get on prescription drugs for migraines because they're awful. Uh, you hear about caffeine being a really good treatment for headaches, but it depends on the type of headache. Again, I caffeine, I feel like doesn't help me, but like I still feel like I need it, if that makes sense. Like I don't have to OD on caffeine because it's not going to make me feel any better. But I know when I am sick, when I've had the flu and stuff like that, and I don't want any caffeine, that I get a headache because I need it, or because I need it, because I, my body is craving it because I drink a cup of coffee a day, right? So this is, a migraine's more of an inflammatory response, but it's deep in your brain. That's all I can like, that's my best description of it. And it can last from four to 72 hours. Other big triggers are if you change something in your diet, something maybe really inflammatory or alcohol, nicotine, if you have bad sleeping habits. I know like the other day I had two glasses of wine. More, next morning woke up, awful headache, turned into a migraine. I'm like, damn, I'm like, this is 33, really? I can't even have a glass of wine? It sucks. It's it's just not even worth it to me because I feel so bad. Uh, and then there's a mnemonic. There's a way to remember migraine. It's called pound. So pulsatile, so you feel this pulsing like behind your eyes is where I get it. Uh, 
The O is one day of duration. It literally can last an entire day. U is unilateral. So it's one side of your head typically versus member tension we said was like a band-like. And then you can have nausea, um, uh, emesis soap throwing up, and it can be debilitating. So pound is your mnemonic for a migraine. Um, For me, like I said, peppermint oil, cold packs, just closing my eyes and other people, uh, uh, caffeine helps them as well. There's also something known as a cluster headache, and this is usually a severe acute onset of just sharp pain around your eye or a temporal headache. So in your temporal lobes, you know, when you push on the side of your eye, it kind of causes some relief. Uh, This is usually less than three hours, but you can have like a couple attacks a day. They're crazy, but they also originate deep within your head, often behind the eye, like I said, or the nose region. And the cluster headaches are caused by the trigeminal nerve. And this nerve, it's crazy, it can be triggered by the herpes 1 virus. Um, But the symptoms, this nerve like traces into your face. And there's a thing called trigeminal neuralgia, which is, oh my God, awful. My mom, like I said, suffered from that as well. Look it up, learn more about it. Know your body, understand your body, understand what's happening. A lot of this is stress-related but some of it isn't. And so it's just really important to deep dive into why you're feeling the way you do. Now for cluster headaches, you can get a droopy eyelid. Um, you can get sometimes get some nasal discharge. Um, but the cluster headaches, I don't know that I, I feel like I can combine all the headaches into one for me. Uh, these are actually more common in men than women though. Um, and sometimes you just need some extra oxygen. Sometimes you just aren't getting enough oxygen to the brain. The brain is glutton for oxygen. It's literally, it's just, is what it needs. Okay. Just give it oxygen. So whatever that looks like for you, taking a walk in nature, deep breathing, meditation, all of it, take care of your body. Okay. Now, if you're a female, you're probably familiar with a hormone based headache or a menstrual cycle headache. These things suck too. They're usually caused by changes in gene expression due to steroid hormones. So estrogen, testosterone. So when you have low estrogen and progesterone, it can cause headaches due to the impact on the blood vessels dilating again and constricting, getting getting smaller. And it's this it's an inflammatory response to your body. So it's like, what the hell do we do? Typically they don't they occur during the first week of the menstrual cycle. And this is when the estrogen and progesterone are at their lowest. You know those days where you're just like the snail vibe, like I, a slug, like just not even wanting to move. Yeah. It's not in your head. Listen to your body. Just relax. Okay. And to understand and prevent these headaches, it's just important to know what estrogen and progesterone do in your body and how that changes throughout the month. So this is where apps like the flow app or just keeping track in your notes, like I'll put when my migraines are like today, it was behind my right eye last weekend on Sunday, my right eye sorry, two weeks ago. Before that was my left eye. And then I try to think back to the day before and see if I did anything. Like the one today was definitely from the wine that I had last night. So seeing what your triggers are and seeing what helps. Okay. I found uh, that a walk in nature really did me good. And I was like, the last thing I want to do is get out in nature where the sun is shining or anything. So I took like this shaded path walk like two weeks ago when I had an awful migraine and just took really deep breaths. And I think I just needed oxygen. You know, sometimes it's it's so much more simple than we think, but we complicate it and we take a bunch of pharmaceuticals and we wreck our gut. And I'm here to tell you, you don't have to do that. I know it feels like the only way sometimes, and maybe it is, maybe you do need that at some point, but 
if you can avoid it, I highly recommend it. A couple things to help with headache treatments is creatine. If you work out, I'm sure you've taken a creatine supplement before, creatine monohydrate. It's been shown to reduce the intensity or frequency of headaches. Um, There's pros and cons. Again, you have to do your own research, uh, but typically a dosage of 0.4 grams per kilogram of body weight per day was recommended. And like I said, it decreased the frequency of headaches, the fatigue, um, and it's pretty cheap to buy and it's considered safe in, in, you know, at the recommended dosages. So maybe consider supplementing with creatine. Also talk to your doctor, see what's best for you. Omega-3 fatty acids, amazing. Okay. That really good salmon, the fish oil, it's been shown to, um, reduce the frequency and intensity of the headaches, especially the tension type ones, the migraines, the hormonal ones. You guys can't go wrong with the omega fatty acids. So omega-3 is typically found in animal and plant-based proteins, like I just mentioned, the salmon. And then omega-6 fatty acids are commonly found in seed oils, and be careful with those. Um, Omega-3 are the good ones. They have the anti-inflammatory effect, and they're the ones that can reduce pain. So if you want to reduce your headache frequency and intensity, I highly recommend that. Um, an analysis found that taking one gram or more of EPA, omega-3 fatty acids per day is the threshold for reducing headache frequency and intensity. And again, do your own research, talk to your doctor. These are just some things that have worked for me along with some, you know, research backed scientific things that I found along the way. Um, I mentioned photophobia and aura. They're two forms of headache that can be debilitating. Photophobia is caused by bright blue and green light activating neurons in the eye that connect to the brain. And aura is caused by a wave of lowering levels of electrical excitability in in your visual cortex, so in the front. So to reduce the photophobia, use dim red light. And I've heard this multiple times. Literally, I want to put red lights in all of my light bulbs. I, even in the bathroom, when I have a room for three light bulbs, I only put one in. I always try to do that. And then I'm always wearing my blue blockers. Uh, red light's also really good to reduce your cortisol levels. We're all buckets of stress running around like crazy people. And so if you want to reduce your cortisol levels in the evening and improve your sleep, red light's amazing for that as well. Take advantage of the little things, you guys. I'm sure you've heard of Botox injections helping from tension headaches. Um, This is typically given just in low doses locally. It can get expensive, uh, but you have to think about the benefits of doing these natural remedies because NSAIDs can be super hard on your liver and and your gut and just the side effects, you guys. It seems easier in the moment, but long-term, we want to do the long-term, right? I mentioned already peppermint and eucalyptus oil. They've just saved me. They just have this muscle relaxing effect. Um, the me- the menthol and the peppermint they activate certain channels in in your neurons in your brain that respond to cooling, and so it can reduce the symptoms of a tension headache, and they can actually have a more potent effect than anti inflammatory drugs, which was controversial, which still may be, but I thought that was interesting because I try not to take any pills that I don't need to take. Uh, another thing that I found for me personally, cryotherapy, I'm like, I don't know if it's my brain being frozen or what, but that's tip- that's helped me a lot in the past in acupuncture, especially for migraines, reducing inflammation and opening up the healing channels of your body. There's just so many different tools available to us. And I just, I just want to educate you. I just want to give you options. Okay. Uh, caffeine. We talked about caffeine a little bit. 
uh, it affects the vasodilation and constriction of your blood vessels. So again, if you're super sensitive to that, just be careful, but it works for some people. I'm sure you've all heard of turmeric. The curcumin into it, also known as turmeric is, has these anti-inflammatory properties. Here's the kicker in order to activate turmeric, the curcumin, the anti-inflammatory prop properties, you need to put it on your food, right? But also use black pepper. Black pepper is what activates it. So you can be dumb, but your, your, your rice, your veggies could be all bright yellow and not be doing nothing for you. You need to put black pepper on there too. So you don't have to put a lot, but that activates it. So in case you didn't know, I'm here to tell you. Uh, and again, there's herbal remedies, there's essential oils, there's acupuncture, there's all these things. I, I read something that eating very spicy peppers can induce a thunderclap headache or even brain, different kinds of brain damage. Like you can read, you can find anything you're looking for, right? You can find all the crazy things or you can find the accurate things. You don't know. Just do your research. Make sure you're not just on Google. Um, and if you are, look at the website. If it's a .com, be wary. If it's like a .org or .edu, it's probably more reputable. So, you know, be mindful of where you're getting your information from. I know for me, it's always difficult because I read a lot, a lot of science-based stuff, but I also want to make it digestible for anybody. So hopefully you took something away from this today because I don't want you living with this. Your brain actually is not hurting. It's your head that's hurting. And I think just overall lowering your stress levels and realizing that life isn't as serious as we make it out to be will change your life like so in such a profound way, right? Literally taking a breath, letting things go, walking away from the computer. We need to get rid of the brain pain, the bacon, take a good stretch, a good walk. Our brain cells can't be replaced. And they can't even sound the alarm when there's a problem because they have no pain sensors. So ultimately, we're oblivious to our brain's health. And yet we have this epidemic of Parkinson's and, and dementia and diabetes and cardiovascular disease. And we're not disconnected. We're all interconnected. We can't be surprised when we're ignoring parts of our body and our health. And our ability to intervene and change the course of aging and disease is made possible by our recognition of how beautiful and how amazing our brains are. There's so many studies out there and research out there that shows how our brain fights for us. And to be honest with you, this could be my direction as a naturopathic doctor because I, I often, you know, it's heal the pain or, you know, what is it? Um, serve the pain, you know, best. And this is one of the pains that I know really well. I do know that a healthy brain can take a lot of punches before it's knocked out or before exhausting itself to capacity. But only then do symptoms occur, you guys. Don't wait for the symptoms. Okay, your brain is beautiful. It has its own reserve. It's showing up for you. But it's going to run out in the face of an ongoing attack. Believe in your ability to heal. Believe that everything is happening for you. But take a moment and listen to your body. Because as opposed to everywhere else in the body, 
There are no pain sensors in your brain. Your brain is relying on you to listen to it, to feed it, to fuel it, to love it. And so if you know of anybody who struggles with headaches, migraines, sensitivity to light, I get it. I'm here for you. If I can be of any help, please reach out. But just know there are ways, there are natural remedies, there are healing processes happening for you right now. Don't mask your symptoms. Your symptoms have a role, a function, a purpose, an intention. We always fall back into what we know. I want you to fall forward into what you don't yet know. I love you so much. Have a beautiful day. Be kind. Give back. Drink your water. Eat your veggies. Smile.